signals for the Baltimore Colts. Unitas gives to Amici. The Colts are the world champion. Amici scores. Amazing, sensational, dramatic, heart-rending, exciting, thrilling finish in the history of college football. California has won the big game. This is Phil Steele. This is Mike Burnham. This is West Durham. This is Mike Ashley. Hi, this is Chuck Foreman, number 44, the Minnesota Vikings. Woo, mercy, this is handsome Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Woogie Man. This is Coach Fry with Virginia Tech Football, and you are listening to Big Dog Sports Talk. Are you ready to rock? Are you ready to roll? Okay, let's do it. You're in the doghouse with Rick Watson and Big Dog Sports Talk on the WRAD Talk Network. 101.7, 103.5, and AM 1460. Streaming worldwide at WRADradio.com and the TuneIn app for your phone. Join the conversation now on the Baker Team Hotline, 540-639-4900, or text Rick and the show at 744-2990. And now your host, the big dog, Rick Watson. Apparently, there's a massive internet outage here in the New River Valley, or at least down here in Radford, I was told when I got here. So that means we won't be able to stream the show today. We will be able to get our podcast up later, and you can check it all out. But no streaming today because of the internet outage. Call us up, 639-4900. If you're around the immediate dialing area, 744-2990. So... Unless you are in and around, so you can pick up one of our frequencies, either 101.7, or 3.5, you won't be able to listen online today. Of course, I'm saying all this to all the people who listen online, and they won't be able to hear the announcement because we're not streaming today. So, yeah. 
But anyway, we do the best we can with what we have. Uh, we'll review the weekend. Very good weekend down at Radford University for Alumni Saturday. Basketball winners all the way around for Radford and Virginia Tech. The Radford women, by the way, first place in the Big South, 6-1. and one. Men got their third conference win. They dominated Presbyterian. Tech men get another win. And the Tech women yesterday on the road get a win. So we'll get your take on all that, wherever you might be. We'll talk about the participants in Super Bowl 58. It's going to be the Chiefs and the Niners again. The Ravens were, just say it the way it is, they were god-awful yesterday. And for some reason, they forgot how to prepare for a football game. Chiefs were good defensively. I don't want to take that away from them. And Travis Kelsey had 11 catches and went nuts. But it really kind of felt like the Ravens just had a really bad game plan. The number one rushing team in the NFL didn't really try to establish that early. They got the ball first. Looked like they came out a little nervous. I don't know. Lamar Jackson was really bad. Really, really bad. And that surprised me. He's a guy that's in the final couple, three names you're going to hear for the um, MVP and so forth, but yet he was terrible yesterday when it mattered. And the Chiefs just, they blitzed him. It was really bad for him and the Ravens. That's a bad loss, man. You host a game like that, you're the number one seed, you're five-point favorites, and you lose at home. I mean, the Ravens were really bad. I don't know what they were doing on either end. It's almost as if they had not prepared or seen an Andy Reid offense. (laughs) I mean, the Chiefs did whatever they wanted. They really did. I I was surprised. I was surprised, not necessarily that the Chiefs won, but I was surprised to see the Ravens look almost as if they were some kind of underdog all year. Does that make sense? Like, like they got to the title game and they weren't expected to do anything. But no, that's not the case. They were considered by most pundits as being the best team in football this past year. So it surprised me. And I'm having to having I'm getting all these text messages because people can't hear me about the stream being out. <laughs> So no stream today. Podcast will be up later. I'm saying that as I'm trying to type this. So do I appreciate everybody chiming in. It's not going to help them very much unless they drive closer to pick up one of our frequencies. Well, I'd like to get your thoughts if you are here locally. Um, but Lamar looked lost to me yesterday. He looked like an unsure quarterback. He looked like a guy that wasn't ready for the moment to be quite quite honest with you. He looked like a younger quarterback playing in his first big postseason game. That's what it looked like to me. And then you had, you know, Mahomes, who's been there, done that before, and Kelsey. But the Chiefs' defense, I think, was the big story. They were terrific. But the Ravens looked completely unprepared. Yeah, I agree. Lamar, they didn't set him up at all. I mean, unlike a lot of the 
mobile quarterbacks in the league. The Ravens set up Lamar runs with their running game. They didn't do that, at least early. And then when they fell behind, you kind of feel like you have to abandon the running game. A lot of coaches do. I didn't understand the game plan at all. Even Romo was questioning why they're not running the football. You know? So, I don't know. It, it just seemed like to me, and I don't want to take anything away from the Chiefs, even though I obviously dislike them as a Broncos fan. Uh, but they were better, and they had a great game plan offensively. I mean, Andy Reid was slicing and dicing uh, the Ravens' defense. He had them on their heels, really, from the first quarter on. They couldn't get pressure. And the Chiefs kept um, – Spagnola did a great job in timing his blitzes. I mean, they just, they just had a really good game plan. And the Ravens just didn't look anything like a team that was favored to win – the Super Bowl. They were the odds-on favorite to win the Super Bowl when the playoffs started. Well, they're out now. And then I don't know what that was. I mean, and, and you know, it's crazy. And you know, and I'm I'm a Dan Campbell fan. You know, in most, I like, well, let's put it this way: I like his honesty. He's got great candor. He doesn't try to cater to anybody in today's environment, which I appreciate. But he absolutely cost the Lions, I think, the football game last night. Because I know you have this mindset that you're going to go for it all the time on fourth down. Right? You're going to go, 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 go. And he's got that reputation, right? It, it basically ended up, whether it was the right call or not, it cost him the Cowboys game. So when you're in the, on the road in the playoffs – and your team has played so well. You got a 24-7 lead. The 49ers starting to get some momentum. And then you don't take six easy points. He turned down six easy points. Went for it. Didn't make it either time. Now, it's not the only reason they lost, but I think players sense on the sideline a change in momentum too, though. And his gambling on fourth down completely and utterly backfired. And the 49ers rallied in the second half. I think at one point put up 27 straight points. And they won their game, and they're now going back to the Super Bowl. But the Lions were up 24-7 to at halftime. 24-7. to and they lose that football game. Incredible. You take the three. You take the field goal. You could have gone up 17, right? There would have been about 20 minutes left in the game. Then you kick the field goal to tie the game. I don't care about all these analytics. I'm just so sick and tired of sports being run by the analytics or people trying to bail out these coaches. Oh, well, the analytics say this. I really don't give a damn. The analytics also, uh, you know, what are they going to say now about his team losing? Analytics didn't pay off for the Lions. Just play the game. Do the common sense thing and take points. It's the playoffs. This isn't. This isn't some random, you know, regular season game. 
49ers got on a roll offensively. I mean, I just don't understand. I see people trying to defend him. I was on the internet. I was, I was curious this morning. How many people are going to try to defend him? Well, the analytics said this. I, it's just the analytics folks have gotten the same thing with baseball. You know, all this launch angle crap. And But the 49ers rallied to win the game. And they're going to play the Chiefs and likely lose to the Chiefs, and the Chiefs are going to win another Super Bowl. That's basically the way it's going to go. 34-31. Now you got to deal with all the Taylor Swift crap again, all over again. A lot of people on the, uh, the Twitter saying the whole thing was rigged just because of that. But when you're up 24-7 on the road, crowd was completely out of the game. You got to do anything you can to keep any kind of momentum. And when you're going forward on fourth and you're not able to successfully gain the first down, defensive stands give teams lots of momentum. And then I'm just, you know, Dan Campbell blew it. He just blew it. He can say what he wants, and he, people can try to defend all this crap all day, and I know a lot of people are going to. Most people, though, understand that that's not the way you do it. But just because that's who you are and what you've done all year, you know, it's almost as if he was more obligated to his reputation than he was the best interest of his own football team. He'll never admit that. But as soon as you had a fourth down situation come up, you heard – the broadcasters talking about how, oh, Dan Gamble, you know, he's a riverboat gambler. This is what he does. And then you had later on, Greg Olson, when he didn't succeed on the second field goal, I mean on the second um, fourth down, and they you know, decided to forego the field goal. I mean, Olson throws out some nonsense, kind of like Collinsworth did the week before about trying to explain how 55% was higher than 95% when the Buccaneers went for two. I mean, Greg Olson's like, well, paper, I got to criticize Dan Campbell, but that was absolutely the right call each time. (laughs) Based on what? I mean, he didn't cite the analytics. I mean, what was Greg Olson basing that comment on? No, it really wasn't the right call they lost by three they left six points off the scoreboard well tells me they could have won the football game uh, Greg if they had kicked the two field goals because when you need three and you could have scored six that's three more than you need <laughs> to tie right I don't know it's just frustrating and I think I think both head coaches of the losing team sabotaged their teams. For instance, the Lions, it was on site during the game. They had a great offensive game plan. I mean, the 49ers couldn't stop them running the football. And then your coach decides to be hero guy, reputation guy, fail miserably on his conversions. And then John Harbaugh just didn't have his team prepared at all for the Chiefs. I mean, that was... And then you hear, like, Romo on there going, well, the Ravens will absolutely be back here next year. Why, did the league tell you that, Tony? You don't know that. 
You're trying to lessen the blow of not taking advantage of this opportunity? Right? You don't know that. You don't know what's going to happen. This this could be the kind of thing that negatively impacts Lamar Jackson for years to come. You never know. Coach, sometimes players don't respond when they fail on the big stage. It could happen. But in any event, we have a Super Bowl 58 that I really, I got it right now, I got to tell you, I'm really not that interested in it. I'm really not. I mean, it's not, it's not going to be like must-watch TV for me because you know the network's going to ruin it with the whole Taylor Swift crap. And yeah. Anyway, if you can hear us, call us up, 639-4900-744-2990. I know, again, our... Uh, Our stream is out today because we have no internet throughout apparently the entire Radford area. It's out. We'll be back. A Monday warrior, mean, mean stride. Today's Tom Sawyer, mean, mean pride. Hi, this is Matt Blair, former All-Pro for the Minnesota Vikings. You're listening to the Big Dog Sports Talk Show with Rick Watson. All right, we're uh, heading toward the bottom of the hour here on this uh, Monday. Figures on a Monday. There's no internet in the area. Uh, I know the local service here, uh, Chantel, it's out all over the place, though. It's not just uh, it's any carrier. I think something happened to some of the poles that were carrying the the uh, internet connections or something I was told. I'm not sure exactly what, but I know it's something that the electric company is having to get involved in along with the internet companies. So, um, it's pretty bad. I don't know if there was an accident or, you know, what might have happened. Um, So, yeah, so that's what we're dealing with. So that means nobody can listen uh, via the stream today. So I feel like I should apologize, but it's not my fault. (laughs) So if you're in the area and you're listening, it's just us. It's just us locals today, us townies listening to the program. We always get such a, a large text line. Uh, response that I want to wait and see what people think about the Super Bowl. What are your thoughts? I got to be honest. I mean, and, and again, I think I'm just bitter because of the whole Chiefs thing right now, but I'm just, I just, I don't want to see the Chiefs play the 49ers again in the Super Bowl. I just don't want it in any way, shape, or form. I know we're two weeks away. Maybe my mindset will change. But right now, I just... It just doesn't... It's not, it's not something I'm, I'm going to sit here and fist pump about. So we are... Uh, I'm spending I'm uh, I'm spending all morning answering textures by the way about why they can't hear the show so well, it is what it is Anyway 
give me your thoughts on that. I mean, I got to be honest. I'm just not – like, I don't feel like, oh, I can't wait for the Super Bowl. I don't know if I even watch the damn thing, or at least all of it. I might check in on it. Because I'm not sure how legitimate it is anymore. I'm sorry. All right, we'll be back. Frequency 639 We are getting quite a few text messages from people not telling me they can't hear the show. And I threw it out there, and it's interesting because so many of you are believing that this thing's not legitimate. The Super Bowl. With the way that it was set up. It's interesting, man. And and again, it's the perception. Now, look, the league doesn't care. The league is printing money at this point. The league's coming off. They're going to have, they're going to announce probably later today more record ratings yesterday for especially the first game. Right? Especially the first game. They're going to talk about. More eyes on this. They're going to talk about the combine, what they've done online, and you know. So the NFL doesn't care. Let's just say it the way it is. They don't care about us. They don't care about me. They don't care about you. They don't care about any aspect of the fans in all this, or how their game looks, because they're just going to continue along their path because of the rating. They've already announced it's going to be record advertising costs for this Super Bowl. Of course, it's going to go up every year, but what some of these corporations are willing to pay for 30 seconds, I mean, you're talking about multi-millions of dollars in advertising. Right? So the league doesn't care. They, you know, They clearly don't care because they do nothing about their officials, and then they do nothing when – Things that should be addressed are not addressed, right? But what's going to be interesting is to see how many people are going to be like me. And I've come to this and I've responded to uh, those of you this morning. I've come full circle on this, and and I hate to feel that way. But here's my logic on this. Follow me if you will. And I don't want to get all political on this. But you can say that in each of our last two presidential elections, especially the last one, there were a lot of things that 
if the media had done their job, they probably would have uncovered without a doubt that there was a lot of um, tampering going on. Let's just put it that way. There was a lot of accusations thrown in 2016 at tampering going on. And it wasn't a legitimate political election. And that's all I'm going to say about that. But I'm just going to, I'm using that as an example that if you can have elections that are being questioned about being legitimate and having so many people that are in on it to where it occurs, then I don't think it's probably out of the realm um, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities to think about a professional league that could get away with this, right? It's sports. Do you know how much money they're going to make with Taylor Swift being at the Super Bowl? I mean, there, people are already starting to speculate what her presence is going to mean in, term, in terms of added eyes. Well, here's what, well, I agree with this texture most of the time, but the numbers that they report on these viewings, they're not coming from the NFL. They're coming from the viewing services. They're coming from the Nielsen, the ratings. So those folks, that's what they do for a living. This isn't the league throwing out numbers. These are numbers that they get from the rating service. So... Those numbers, viewing numbers are legit. I mean, the league doesn't, they can't get away with like, oh, here's how many people watch. No, they get, it's just like they do every week in the ACC in college football. They show you how many people watch. They give you the list of games, like one through 40. And this is how many people were watching and all that, right? They, they list all, that's what they're doing these NFL games. I mean, this is coming from the legitimate rating service. But the league doesn't care. But all I know is with Taylor Swift being there, I mean, it was all over the NFL Twitter account yesterday, right? Yesterday, all over the NFL Twitter account was Taylor Swift walking on the field to find Travis Kelsey. Tracy Wolfson, she posted it. Something like, what a sweet moment as all these bodyguards are walking Taylor Swift out there to find um, Kelsey, right? I mean, you watch stuff like that, you just kind of roll your eyes. You're like, oh, for the love of God. It's going to do the league a lot more good from a national, worldwide, you know how they're always wanting the worldwide audience, right? They put all these games in all these different countries, more so every year, more different countries, right? Well, now with her being at the game, I'm sure that, you know what, I bet they try to work out. I bet during their, and I don't ever watch the Super Bowl pregame coverage ever because it starts, what, four or five hours before the game. You know they're going to try to have a one-on-one with her, an interview with her. How many times did they 
yesterday promote the Grammys, which CBS covers, and show her in the booth. You follow what I'm saying? All these things are easily connectable, and I understand why people scrutinize it all. By the way, here's something else that fell under the radar yesterday. That officiating crew that did the Patriots, I'm sorry, Patriots. See, somebody said the Chiefs are like the new Patriots, yeah. It did the Chiefs-Ravens game. That referee and his crew, this past year, the road team won 20 more percent of the games that they did than any other crew. And that's been true for that referee and that crew for the last three seasons. 20% more road teams win games when they are calling the game, when they are policing the game. And sure enough, the Chiefs on the road yesterday had that crew. Now, I'm not saying that it was directly tied to that, but I thought that was a curious choice by the league, eh? And, of course, there are lots of good folks on Twitter who are dedicated to what officials are missing during the course of the game, and the Chiefs got away with so many holding calls. You know, the same kind of holding call they got to win the Super Bowl last year. And you start to wonder a little bit. You just do. It's human nature. And you get to a certain age and you see things for the way they are. Younger folks don't understand yet. People I work with at Radford, they don't see the world through an honest lens. They just accept whatever they're fed because they're so integrated into the information machine in all their social media. They don't understand how diabolical people truly are that are in charge of things. Not yet, anyway. They don't understand all the selfishness that's out there. False information to advance agendas. They don't understand all that because they don't have enough life experience to see it. But as you get a little older, you understand that, you know, everything's a racket. Just about everybody's trying to jab you, whether it's trying to get more money out of things that you've never had to pay more money for, whatever it might be. But the bottom line is this. The NFL will benefit greatly with Taylor Swift going to this football game. And she will be highlighted many, many times. Hokey Bob says, what do you want to bet the largest NFL private jet goes to Japan to pick up Taylor Swift and brings her to Vegas? <laughs> Sad, but I wouldn't put, I would not discount that, Bob. Yeah, those of you that are listening locally, many of you feel the same way. And I don't want to feel that way. This isn't just coming on and dismissing everything from a competitive standpoint. I, I hate this vibe. I don't like – I was always a denier. I mean, I've heard this stuff growing up, right? You probably heard it too. Ah, there's too many people would have to be in on it. Nah, you could – there's no way that many people could be in on it. Well – when you see what happens with politics and elections, and this is just sports. I say just sports, even though it's a multi-billion dollar industry in the NFL. Then I'm not so sure that you can't get away with it. Let's just put it that way. Like I say, life experiences teach you things. 
And people can shrug it off, and fans of the Chiefs will say, everybody's just being a baby. I've already seen that. Oh, you're just whining and complaining because you don't like blah, 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 blah. People who are benefiting from something usually don't complain about it, right? Like, we've talked about how many times coaching peers don't blow the whistle on other coaches because even though they might be doing things that aren't, quote, allowed in recruiting, end quote, they're doing it too. Well, if someone is benefiting from what is going on here, especially financially, nobody's going to, uh, or at least publicly, say they give any credence to it. Oh, well, I'm just going to stay quiet because I'm the one, I'm one of the people that's on the side of this to where this really helps. Now, us as fans, this doesn't help us in any way, shape, or form unless you're a Chiefs fan. And if you are a Chiefs fan, you're going to say that, hey, I heard that Rick guy on the radio, he's just whining. He's a Broncos fan. He's just whining about the Chiefs. See, and I'm not. I'm, I'm just discussing it. This is just a discussion because I've already seen it all over the internet. I mean, there were already internet conspiracy theories once this crew got assigned to this game. People that keep tabs of things like that. Right? So when you have compliance from the media and when you have compliance from people who promote your league or your political stance, then, yeah, you have a great shot to get away with it. <laughs> you just do. And I don't like to feel this way. I want I mean, sports growing up throughout my life. Sports has been the one thing. It has to be the one wholesome thing that we have. It's how we fall out of our doldrums of our day-to-day lives. It's our vice. Tech fan, you know how it is. That's why you're such great fans. Everything that you commit to the program, right? Well, now, you know, sometimes most Sundays, not even sometimes, a lot of NFL Sundays, I walk away going, Is that, did that make any sense what happened? You know, just little things. It's like Collins were trying to defend the Buccaneers' two-point opportunity two weeks ago. Just like Greg Olson trying to say, yeah, him not going for the field goal, that's absolutely the right call. No, no, it's not. not. Not from any natural, obvious competitive standpoint. It's really not. And the league is going to continue to promote it and all these things. And I just, every time I see Roger Goodell, I just want to break my television. The guy makes $60 million a year. Speaking of guys who are benefiting, that, which is why he won't do anything. And why the owner, by the way, the reason the owners don't complain about the officials as much, or at least make it public, is because we talked about the folks who are benefiting. These are already, I know, in in many cases, they're already billionaires, but they're making even more millions and billions because of the NFL's runaway success. But just like anything else, when you are the number one runaway success, you're going to let that power and the responsibility to the folks who have made you number one, you're going to let that get away in many cases. When you're a runaway locomotive, you don't feel like you have to cater to anybody. 
and the might of power and all that wealth could backfire on the NFL sooner than, than later, later than they think. Because people aren't stupid, I don't think, overall, right? <laughs> I don't think we are. Sometimes you wonder. But I think there are enough people that are talking about this to where the league hears it anyway. They may not address it. They may not respond to it. But they hear it. And all it would, all it would take, and here's the thing that's frustrating, all it would take is for this Super Bowl coming up, even though it's going to be the number one watch program probably in the history of television, if somehow it were to flatten from last year's viewership, if we could just do that, if we could just get it to where it's either on par with last year, two years ago, and it doesn't just blow it out of the water, then the league would probably look at that as panic. right? They would probably absolutely, as a matter of fact, say, uh-oh, what happened? We had Mahomes, we had Taylor there. What do you mean it didn't perform much better than a year ago? Sponsors would be like, wait a minute, you guaranteed me this much additional audience. So then you'd have these conversations. That's the only way it's ever going to affect it. But I just don't think people have the discipline to not watch football in this country. It's by far the number one sport. It's it's never going to be surpassed. And the league knows this, right? Which is why they just keep on doing whatever they want without any consequence. But it's an interesting discussion. We'll be back wrapping up Hour 1. Marva and Tim Thomas in Hour 2. Tim will review the Tech basketball victories this weekend. company is out trying to figure it out and once they get it fixed then uh then we'll be ready to go so anyway that's what we're doing today regular hard line radio today marva from miami leads off hour two hope you're okay wherever you might be more coming up